this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight It is episode 250. There's the path to the conclusion of episode 250 starts here. That's fucking crazy. 250 that episodes. That's like two, five years. Just about five years in August, I guess, is the math there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. Something like that. I mean, it's also weird because episode 247, I think, is next. So by the time everyone hears this, it's june or late may or something not today not today (laughs) i know that uh rob's here hi and og sam is here hey uh what are we doing so you probably have if you're listening i assume to look at look at the topic of the episode before clicking play i hope you don't i hope you just let it play because you want to hear us talk about whatever we talk about every week and going because we usually I'm trying to think back. Was there no, I guess the, the 50 ones are usually more of a topic and less of a giant undertaking. So I maybe actually it's not that a, I actually have the list open right now just for, for different okay. Reasons. Let me see if I can do it from memory. Okay. 50 was definitely a new hope. Correct. A hundred was the lightning round, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. if anyone is because I know we have people who started later on. If you haven't gone back and listened to episode 100, please do. Because the lightning round is was an insane undertaking. And I, I don't know. I really like that episode. I think it turned out really well. Uh, Me too. Just like set aside, what was it? Like three hours in the end? It's, <laughs> it's a long one, but it's at, it, like it's 11 fine. individual segments or something like that. It's a fun one was impossible to replicate for episode 200 unfortunately uh 150 was friends yeah i forgot we did that actually (laughs) and 200 was just the reflection on the show it's 200 was like oh still doing this (laughs) (laughs) episode 300 straight up it's gonna be a clip show (laughs) so get ready for that not even introducing the clips it's just gonna be clips uh, so 250 is Ghost Rider, TVO's 19, early 1990s children's mystery show, Ghost Rider. And as Rob pointed out on Teams, I have been talking about this one for a very, very long time because back when I told my wife, you know, I think I'm going to do this podcast. She's like, would you have enough to talk about? And I go, well, let's see if I can write like 30 things down without even having to think about it, then this thing is a go. Clearly, that was easy enough to do 220 episodes later. But the literal first thing I wrote down was Ghost Rider. And I have no idea why it took that. Well, I kind of do. It's because I only, for some reason, recently figured out the way to do it, which is what we're about to do. It's like, I don't know, if you watch five episodes, which is like two and a half hours of a kid's show, and we're all going to sit down and go, I don't have a whole lot to say about this two and a half hour kids mystery we just played out. So here's how we're going to do it. As it stands, we have each watched the first episode 
of, for those of you who don't know, the way Ghostwriter did it is every weekday you'd come home and the next episode would play and the mystery would unfold throughout the week with the idea being, and this worked, you'd go to school the next day and be like, hey, did you watch Ghostwriter? Well, I don't trust that one dude. What do you think he's up to? And you, you know, compare notes or whatever. And then at the end of the week, it'd be like, ah, the butler was the murderer. And then a new mystery the next week. So we have all watched episode one. We are going to discuss episode one. Then we will go. We will watch episode two, three, and then four. There's actually only four in the series that I chose, not five. Um, I assume no one here has any history with the show. No, I had no idea what the show was. I was oh, interesting. When, I, when did it come out? Uh, I was definitely watching it when I was probably seven or eight yeah about the same i assumed that the reason we were doing this is because everybody knew it and it was just a fun thing that everyone wanted to go back to so i'm actually quite confused now (laughs) well i mean i i know i wanted to do it but i also wanted someone who i didn't think sam knew it very well and i wanted someone who had no idea what they were signing up for Uh, yeah that makes sense um it's a bbc collaboration this is not just uh tvo like bbc was involved as well so we got it in England in class. So I actually watched this at school with my classmates. Did you recognize this specific mystery? Because I actually did as it started. I don't remember how it goes, but there was definitely like, oh yeah, I remember the filming the documentary. And I, I didn't remember it having the quite as much plot as it seems to have actually, because mm-hmm. our teachers would pause it a lot and talk about the words that were being shared. Like it would be as part of an English lesson and the vocabulary, we would be discussing it as a group. So it would, be, it would always be a bit stop start and you'd be interested, but like you'd be looking out for when's the teacher going to stop it next. Um, I could also say Melissa, my wife, she, uh, I showed her a random clip and was like, I'm curious to see whether you know this. And as soon as the ghostwriter uh, appeared for the first time in story. She was like, ghostwriter! And I was like, you should have been on this episode. We messed this up. Uh, is, it, is she here? Is she home no, right she's now? she's not. She's at the office. Uh, whatever. She can join us for part two. Won't take long to get caught up. Yeah, this was... I mean, I've loved detective stuff forever, and I'm pretty sure this is a big reason why. This and the video game Eagle Eye Mysteries, probably, was a big part of it. Uh, I was a little worried because I had given this is the second mystery. So I was like, oh, I hope I didn't mess up by not assigning the first one, which would presumably establish all of the lore. But then thank God for the theme song (laughs) that literally contains the line. He's a ghost and he writes to us. Ghost writer. All right. We're all good now. Yeah, the phrase ghost writer may have been said like 10 times in the first two minutes. Ghost writer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not worried at all now. But <laughs> everyone will be like, why is there this floating orb that just writes words? Oh, all good. He's not an alien. I know that. No. He's not. An, I, I, I do know who he is, but I won't reveal it just yet. Oh, is that a, is that the big reveal in like the very final mystery is like, I, who is Ghost Rider? I honestly don't remember when okay. that comes up. So, but I, I don't want to say for sure. I will say, kind of to Rob's point about there being more story than expected, I've been ragging on this show in the lead up to it by saying, oh, the mystery is just going to be who stole my sandwich? And then the reveal is going to be that guy with crumbs in front of him who's holding a bag that has your name written on it that used to contain your sandwich. 
at least in episode one, a little bit more to it than that. They best, seem like best. they're actually trying yeah. to lay a lot of groundwork and there's things that haven't paid off yet. They're like, well, obviously that's going to be something later. And yeah, it's yeah. impressive. There's, there are a number of layers to this. I'm very curious to see where it goes. And the stakes are high. This is not someone stole a sandwich. This is like someone started a fire in Mr. Brinker's video store. This is my livelihood, he says. <laughs> That's my... You know what? I have a note that said, Sean is definitely going to do the accent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> every time. It pays off every time. That's Elf's dad, right? Or his surrogate dad, I guess. I recognized it, but yeah, I didn't go look it up. So. I'm pretty positive. I didn't look it up either, but in this moment, I'm pretty sure that's the main guy from ALF. Mm. I also picked this series because Samuel L. Jackson, I know, shows up at some point. He hasn't yet, but his name was in the end credits, so he's coming. That's this what might- I was going to ask is why this one? So you said not the first one, so you picked this one because we want to see... Samuel L. Jackson, right? I partly and because of what you said that the stakes sounded higher with who burned mm. down because this series is called Who Burned Down Mr. Brinker's Store. It's like, okay, that seems a little something versus who stole the lunch money that we were going to use to buy a new school roof, which is probably an episode later. I don't know. <laughs> There's definitely something with like a school council vote or something at some point. I'm pretty sure. Mm. How do we even go about this? I don't know, but as an aside, we should probably mention sponsored by Nike for whatever reason. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty bummed. Whenever you watch an old show on YouTube, I always hope the commercials are there. Mm -hmm. Although, and in all honesty, I watched this on DVD because 12 12 or 13 years ago, they actually released the first season on DVD. And then apparently I was the only one who bought it. So they stopped and there was no season two. I think we can pretty easily talk about this in the order of events and just get into it that way. I don't think it's too difficult to do that. All right. Well, we kick it off with the most 90s intro ever, which was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Everything like I just I missed that. The intros that tell you literally everything. I feel like now now you just get like some nice music over graphics most of the time. But yeah, I, I definitely miss when TV theme songs existed to tell you like oh, here's a woman who lives in a cave. And that's about, <laughs> like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, all I kind of. Glitch, but I get it. <laughs> so Ghost Rider is, well, he's a ghost, but really he's just a simple special effect orb. And he can read anything anywhere. So, you know, he's, he's basically like their, I don't want to say thief, but he can like, you know, enter places they can't get into. Mm-hmm. And mm. get the words off of things and then go, oh, man, I saw some shit on this piece of paper. Do you want to type really, really slowly in <laughs> response to me? That I do remember when I was talking to my wife about it. It was like the main thing I remember about that show is and it we haven't gotten to it yet because the kids haven't gotten together to put their brains together to figure out the mystery. When that happens, uh, you were going to, I won't say why you were going to see the word rally written out in real time, many times. And just a lot of, there's a little bit in this, but just when they write a word, you're going to watch them write (laughs) that (laughs) word. And there's a little bit here when she's taking 
the I'm not going to remember any character names. I know Gabby was the the quirky friend. The, yeah. Uh, Tina was the one filming her. Uh, yeah. When Tina was writing like, oh, I make a list of all my shots. And the best thing is she had made one shot and immediately wrote not good. <laughs> Fascinating. You don't seem very good at this, but all right. <laughs> But yeah, there, there's there's one part where someone's taking a note and you just watch as yeah L yeah I think a. it was one the, the one who was like doing music or something and then started writing back to right Ghost Rider that but song I was didn't a fucking that, banger like, no okay, so Ghost Rider <laughs> only knows oh can only read stuff can't hear things because I like because I noticed that they are always typing back to him like they're it's not like they're like oh what does this mean or there it's not like where where do i need to go or what's wrong they're always writing back to him so is that is that the thing and like in this case he he says like copyright infringement it's on the blue letter so he's only re- like reading things he doesn't actually know what's happening or can't hear people i guess is that that is my understanding. We'll see okay. if that changes in the coming episodes. But yeah, my understanding is they can't just say "Ghostwriter, go do this," and he goes, "Okay." You have All to right. write it. There's a reason why they have to write "Rally." I'll say that. But copyright infringement could have just been the name of one of the movies. What if there were other movie titles in that bag of videos that were also worthy of reading? How does he discern? Rob, that was the most bootleg ass fucking store <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> that place deserved to get burned down. That's my take on Mr. Brinker's store. As soon as it cut in, I was like, holy shit, like these are literally just blank vhs tapes with handwritten labels (laughs) there's no way just it's the early 90s it's the most lucrative time to be a video store owner just get an actual video store i don't (laughs) understand are we skipping stuff kind of there's the well absolutely the basketball scene every show ever from america seems to have a basketball scene if it's a kid's show that's Um, america's sport but like it doesn't happen in British shows with football. Because and it's not America's sport. This kind of drama doesn't happen on the football field quite as much as it seems to on the basketball court. Because that... Yeah, I don't have an actual explanation. Other than, yeah, you're, <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's how the three ninjas settled problems. Mm-hmm. I had a second example and I just lost it. Oh, there are definitely many, I mean, many uh, yeah. Space Jam, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Is how they've solved. We can't do episode two fifty without mentioning Space Jam. That's true. <laughs> Those the Looney Tunes have used the power of basketball to solve two major issues at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Basketball, the way to solve all problems. So that's an unresolved storyline that I'm hoping we come back to. I hope that we have I, that we actually get the game. We spend a lot of time focused on you're not good enough to play basketball, white kid, without that being something. Mm-hmm. There's a, lots, yeah. of, lots of potential racial tension in this in this mystery. I'm I'm interested to see whether they follow that through. Yeah, I would agree. Like it'll be very interesting to see. Of course, it was Jamal who had had to be the one who's going to be accused. We'll see. I, uh, but are we going to try and go more chronological? Should yeah. we at least do very high level chronological before we get into all these little bits? Yeah, I think so. So then it's pretty 
not long after that where we are in so there's kind of two things going on you got tina is filming a documentary about what kids do after school which doesn't sound very interesting but one of the things they do after school is they go to mr brinker's store because he has one computer with an old video game on it i guess everyone wants to go play that thought maybe you would have like arcade machines or something but his store is the size of the bedroom that i'm sitting in right now so not a lot of room to operate but apparently yeah after school the kids like to go and play this new game that's so awesome which looks like math blasters yeah it's a very early 90s thing and then um a guy comes in serves mr brinker and notice and Mr. Brinker starts like, well, blah, 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 getting all, you know, flustered. Like, what the fuck is this all about? And that's when Ghostwriter is like, I saw the words copyright infringement on the thing. Feels like I'm blowing all through it too quick. But I mean, no, I'll no, I you, think we need to do this. This yeah. re- rerun first. Yeah. yeah. These are the, sure main plot the main plot. A lot of yeah. the scenes I'm describing play out over the course of three or four minutes because, you know, you got to make mm-hmm. the mystery last all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also before the guy who comes in to serve the notice comes into the store, Tina gets a very long shot of the door of the taxi cab. So I assume that's going to come into play. Mm-hmm. She's like, hang on, I got to get a shot of this cab door. And then which why you're filming a documentary about what kids do after school. They don't take cabs around the city. I assume. Do we know where this is taking place? Uh... Did they ever say? Is it a fictional know. city or is it like actually supposed to be Toronto or something? I kind of just assumed Toronto, but so did I didn't I. know it was a BBC collaboration. But... Well, they yeah, but they definitely filmed it here. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I don't know that they ever say, but let's assume Toronto, some major metropolitan Canadian city. Uh, she just gets this extended cab shot of the cab door. So that's going to be important later. And also... Mr. Brinker smokes. They make sure yeah. to show us that he's a big smoker. So, and I wasn't sure. File that showed, away. Yeah, when they showed, so he was smoking in his back room, which very clearly had the copyright infringement, like uh, <laughs> videotape recording system, all set up with like mm-hmm. a blanket over top of it. And then he's smoking, and he sets off the fire alarm. But I couldn't tell if he like did he shut off the fire alarm? Is that I assume he shut it off so he could smoke in peace. Either that or it was so clogged with smoke that it stopped working because it had been beeping consistently. Or maybe his battery ran out or something. Yeah, yeah, could be. Rob's Rob's right. The smoke alarm just took its own life. (laughs) (laughs) No one listens to me. (laughs) Beep. I'm trying to think if there's an event in between. He gets served the copyright thing and then he gets all like, you kids come in here and you do Tina tries to get a tape from him. She calls yeah. him out on his nonsense as well. Oh, and yeah, he starts, and then he u- starts ranting at the kids in general. He's selling her a used video cassette for three bucks. Jesus. Yeah. How do you even run a bootleg video rental operation? Like where? I mean, you are very, very well positioned to answer this question. But you have to have had the original at some point point so is just, he just call your buddy get him get him on right now we'll, we'll talk to him live but i could just get the uh we haven't talked in again it's been a very long time but i those are actual like they're not yeah they're not coming from an you know a terrific source but they are the official 
versions. So I could go to him if I was like, I'm going to start my own thing, buy those on the cheap and rent the real ones. But I, so is he doing that? But then I I mean, I assume he's got to be buying or receiving from somewhere one copy and then he's just making his additional copies to to rent out. I guess maybe. Maybe he's renting them from an actual store and then copying them. Yeah, maybe for he's himself. He's over at Blockbuster, renting all the movies, making copies, and renting them out again. I feel like Blockbuster would catch on to that pretty quick, but I don't know. I don't That's know. The Early nineties, their like systems weren't all connected. You go to a different Blockbuster every week, figure it out. I feel like eventually they had some sort of system that was from more than one store i don't know what do i know you know oh but (laughs) also tell us how the blockbuster store system works sean i mean i worked at a movie gallery Um, oh so yeah i just assumed blockbuster i just remembered something really weird which is like my the video store i went to as a kid I would tell them my name and then they would ask, what's your password? And then they would put that password into their computer before giving me my rental. And then I just realized I remembered what my password was. It wasn't even a word. It was a passcode. Oh, Weird wow. what things stick. I'm not going to reveal it on the air because it could be my pin code. <laughs> it could good. be. It could be. Who knows? There are only so many numbers. That's pretty funny. Um, and I don't know if we've ever said it on the air, but the uh, fellow podcast... Uh, co-host Melissa has not Rob's Melissa, other Melissa. Uh, we concluded had has been in that store when I worked there and had rented movies from me. So oh, that was yeah. a little weird little discovery of our history. <laughs> so uh, one thing we forgot to mention though is the guy who comes in and serves on the paper. It's a it's been a sting operation. This has been in the works yeah. for a while. Because he's like, I thought you were my best customer. Turns out, nope. It, it took more than one time to rent right. these very clearly copied movies. To become someone's best customer means you are in there. And he said, even says, oh, I think you're watching these movies on fast forward because he presumably is coming and renting stuff every day. If this is a sting operation to go, I think this guy is renting out bootlegged movies. I feel like you could walk in do a 180 look around the store and go, or a 360 look and go, yep. <laughs> I'll rent uh, one. I, I think and you, need to, yep. you need to, you need to play the full video, watch it through. And then if that full video is like the Marine, you got to get the other five before you conclude your investigation. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> Fuck, I need to see what happens next. <laughs> Luke and Han seem like they're in a real bad spot. So I'll watch the next one and then bust this guy. <laughs> Ah, fuck, there's a Christmas special? All right, one more. Oh, no. He would have it, Rob. If he deals in bootlegs, he would have the Star Wars holiday special. So It's true. But yeah, Satina buys a tape from him for three bucks and keeps saying, this is bullshit, this is used. And then he has a big freak out and he's like, you kids come in here all the time and you don't buy anything and blah, blah, blah. And kicks them out. And then Jamal comes home and and immediately right, sits down to write his like Brinker, you're a real piece of shit letter. Which is most of the back half of this episode. Mm-hmm. It's just him being like, you're a fucking motherfucking piece. <laughs> he uses TVO words. He calls him like, a geek. Yeah, you're a geek <laughs> slime ball, mean old crotchety, like, you know, that kind of thing. But it's, you know, it's that 
exercise, I guess, where you, you know, you write it all down and then the idea feel better, but oof, I don't but think didn't even ghostwriter. It was like, that's not going to get you what you want. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe tone it down a bit. <laughs> I see. I remember ghostwriter being like, what are you up to? It's like, just writing about this guy. Like, all right, keep going. What else? It seems like say? ghostwriter doesn't know how to, to, to think and articulate for himself as well. Cause he uses random obscure phrases instead. So I think this is the time when he talks about catching flies with honey instead yeah. of whatever he said. Catch more remember, flies like, with honey than vinegar. The vinegar. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then he asked his grandma for word advice, and I'm like, oh, I, I can like feel the like I can I can understand why you watch this in your English class class at school. Yeah. Like it 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 wasn't too horrible. I'm watching it with the kids, so and neither of them really pointed it out. But I'm like, I feel like it's just ramming down your throat. Like this is about writing. Yeah. We're learning new <laughs> words. We're brainstorming other ways to say what we mean. Yeah, that whole yeah, that whole scene is basically just a worksheet of synonyms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What is all? So after that, he writes the letter. And then I think while that is happening, oh no, he goes to, goes he, goes to deliver. Deliver. he goes to deliver it to the store. There's some important pieces there. He wants to leave and grandma's like, you got to be back by 730. It was like yep. maybe 10 to 7 when he left. <laughs> Which is key later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Also his sleeve gets caught in the, mm-hmm. like the mail slot. Mm-hmm. So there's a thread from his jacket that is still there doesn't look good he has left his hat earlier it panned down to make sure he we saw that he left his hat there which i feel like if anyone thinks that's evidence they're not very good at detectiving but that's just me and then there's a there's a fire Mm -hmm. yeah and when he but when he went he also saw people were like unloading stuff and he was like oh that's weird it's late like there was there was just like a throwaway comment on that, I think. Did did I imagine this? Did some kids throw firecrackers at him? <laughs> Is that something that happened? Because <laughs> I've started to seriously doubt my memory of the first thing. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> okay. Maybe but I'm merging it, this with something that happened to me when I was playing football. <laughs> it seems like a thing that might have happened as another, you know. Mm-hmm. this might be important. There's a lot of this might be important in the final five minutes or so. So maybe. Mm. Okay. Well, it does say it, firecrackers happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm, Wiki, I'm, I'm actually, Wiki fandom tells me that there were <laughs> I some I actually fire- have the video <laughs> open again now to make sure I didn't dream it. So as he's putting the letter into the mailbox, some other kids just throw some firecrackers at him <laughs> that go off behind him. Okay. I do remember. Okay. Yes. That is back now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fire happens. The next day they are investigating. And here's here's what we know. They found the the thread. So it's only a matter of time. And the clock stopped working when the fire happens. And the clock stopped at 7.05, I believe. Yep. So the window works for him to have been there. I don't think they mentioned the hat, but the hat is there. There's a videotape. There's videotape. The police officers say there's a videotape of someone outside. And then yeah. when Jamal shows up, right. they're like, it was you. And yeah. that's kind of what it ended on. That's the cliffhanger. Like, oh, shit, yeah. you guys, Jamal's in trouble. Stop writing your amazing song about friendship. 
and let's get together because there is also an extended sequence of Gabby writing the best song. Yeah, <laughs> using a keyboard on which she plays zero keys. She's just using the drum loop. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, she's like three years old. Give her some time. Also, I don't think it was Gabby. I think it's her sister whose name we haven't remembered. Mm. Is that Lenny? Lenny and Gabby? Lenny. That's, yes, you're definitely that's one of them. Um, I don't know very close. And then there's the cool kid who's not in this episode very much. And I forget his name, too. Yeah. He's supposed to be the cool guy. He's the one who ends the, the theme song with what I'm probably going to use to section each of these clips is him going, Ghost Rider, what a trip. I think is <laughs> what I'm going to splice in between each segment. <laughs> He's not in the episode very much. He's not filming a documentary or burning down stores, so he hasn't come into play. He looks like he didn't wake up early enough to get there to be in the early scenes. Like he really okay. looks like he just rolled out of bed in the scenes that he's in. Maybe he'll become more important later. I don't know. And also uh, Tina gets to interview the police chief or police officer or the lead detective. Mm -hmm. The guy who's there. Which is a pretty big get for your documentary about what her documentary is now pivoted, obviously, from what do kids do after school to who committed arson? Yeah. And he's so kind of... He's like, kind like, enough to define what arson is. So it's based on what I saw, like, is it arson definitively? Do we think has the audience? Because there's like a so, blanket covering all the equipment, but like it, it could be right, negligence as much spark. as it's arson. Yeah. It doesn't seem like arson, but we didn't, you know, we saw footage they didn't see, so they don't know that yet. Right, right. Okay. Like, but, it, yeah, is that going to be the end result that it was just like faulty equipment? He had already turned off the fire alarm, so it didn't catch it immediately from the smoke when he was smoking. And so turns out it no one did it. That seems like the obvious conclusion at this point. And I'm hoping that I that I can put enough faith in the show for it not to just not to be, be that it yeah, was that an accident sense. yeah yeah my gut is saying like insurance fraud or something but i guess we'll see yeah that would see because he that makes sense because it's all coming down around him we don't exactly know the details of what is in the but you know saying copyright mm -hmm. infringement this is the early 90s that what was the fbi warning like just for copying yeah. that one tape we'll get you for 50 grand this yeah, dude had a lot of tapes. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. So. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> so insurance fraud makes sense. Maybe one of the guys unloading stuff, having to smoke himself, like, hey, come on, we got to get out of here. Flick. Yeah. Smoke alarms turned off. Um. I can so I watched it with my three and five year olds, and I would say that a the very abrupt end. They were like, "What's gonna happen next?" Like who? What, were, like it was just. Were they upset abrupt. when you told them they can't watch more? Yes. Until you every come night they've asked since they're like, "Can we watch the next episode?" And we, I'm like, "We can't watch the next episode. We have to do the podcast." <laughs> oh, like, your kids are gonna be so, the motivator to record these fast. That's yeah, great. Like, I mean. They will probably watch it tonight because they've been on the fact like they really wanted to. And and Rory at bedtime was like, I think, I think maybe Mr. Brinker did it. I think Mr. Brinker did it. That's her thought, is that he did it because he already set off the alarm once and like and but she really was getting into it and like actually like thinking about the evidence. And she's like, 
Jamal didn't do it. Like, you know, like really invested. We can't let Jamal go down for this because we know Jamal didn't do it. See, that's awesome because obviously that's close to the age I would have been watching this. So it's good to see from that perspective that, oh, it still works. Well, and they we, were, both we were the same. You'd it. come to school and yeah, I think it helps that it's an actual cliffhanger. Yeah. It's, it's not like I, I go back to the goosebumps. Well, a lot <laughs> where the goosebumps cliffhangers are just the lamest, whatever motivator you need to turn them back. Oh, it was then that my foot started sinking into the abyss. And then you flip the page and go, I stepped in a mud puddle. Anyway, <laughs> not important. A mud puddle. What am, what am I going to do about these lizard men who keep prank calling me? You've, you've broken me. Yeah. I, I think it was really, it was funny to watch the kids watch it because they started out like Xander was like, this is boring, but he's been asking to watch it. Where, and like, I mean, it was a little like it's kind of crappy old TV and I like and even on a new TV, it doesn't appear very nice, but they were invested and they continued to ask for it. So it's going to be fun to see how this all plays out. But yes, they would be happy to have us record very quickly so they can figure out this mystery. That is my concern, though, is we still have three episodes to go and we all already seem pretty confident that Mr. Brinker is probably responsible in some way. And I do have more memories. And it's not just me. When I said to my wife, she's like, I just remember that show being so padded. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've laid the groundwork. So now my concern is it's going to be two middle chapters of dead ends and sitting around, not doing much because they can't speed to the conclusion. I feel like we can make a judgment call. Like we don't have to do four full episode recordings if we all watch episode two and think like that's really not taking us anywhere. Let's watch the rest and then come back together. I don't know that I agree, but we'll see what happens after we've all watched (laughs) two. If it is like there's nothing to say, even still, I'd maybe we just get together for five minutes and go. Yeah, fair enough. It's starting to really seem like we're right. Mm -hmm. Because okay, so let's round table. At the end of episode one, who burned down Mr. Brinker's store? Sam. Mr. Brinker. Was it an accident or purposeful? I think it's I think it's gonna end up being purposeful, maybe. I don't know. I actually from the from what we saw, it looks like it was an accident. It looks like there was a spark and there was a blanket on top. It's probably made worse by the fact that he seem to have disconnected the smoke detector or done something to make it stop. So maybe I'll go accident. All right, Sam, as of episode one, theory, Mr. Brinker by mistake, Rob. I'm going Brinker nefarious means try to make it look like an accident, actually deliver it. And I'm going insurance fraud. I think that's his angle. I think he's going to try and get whatever he can because he knows his business is going down. I'm leaning that way too. My one hesitation is how quickly that all, because this is like three Mm -hmm. hours, if like two or three hours after he had been served that notice, because if that's after school, which we know it is, because that's that's the subject of her documentary, it's got to be like what three three thirty. Yeah, the time quick to go. I'm burning this motherfucker down. So I am going to go with it. I don't have it fully fleshed out yet, but it's something to do with whoever was unloading the tapes 
or whoever was unloading whatever they're unloading at night, whether it was just like, oh, I'm going to have a smoke poop or did something. Mm-hmm. And because he had turned the smoke detector off earlier, it all came down. Okay. Maybe they're in cahoots. I don't know. It's just Mr. Brinker doesn't strike me as an as a mastermind who would be like, here's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Which also could mean he acted on impulse. Mm-hmm. What what is going to be the significance of that cab door? I have it in my notes what it said on there. Let me go back. They lingered on it for a very long time. It was Fiore Capco 224. I guess, well, because part of their investigation has to be figuring out who was that guy and why was he there. So maybe it's just going to factor into that piece is like, I'll call the cab company and find out who was in that cab at that time. And they're like, mm-hmm. it was this guy. The FBI, what would the FBI be doing there? <laughs> we warned them that this could happen, and now the FBI is here to get that tape money. <laughs> Every time you watch The Lion King, we told you not to do this shit. <laughs> All, right. All right. And one other note that's more on the show in general is I just thought it was really funny that when he was upset, he's like, if you don't lighten up, we're going to boycott you. And it made me think of like cancel culture. I'm like, oh, no. this, is, this is cancel culture of the nineties. Like <laughs> we're never going to come to your store and spend money here anymore. Yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm only realizing like during this episode that it is actually Canadian. I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me that it was until you were talking about that earlier, but there is a line in this that should have told me it was Canadian anyway. Um, Cause it referenced a character that I don't really know, but I know it's a Canadian thing. Um, at one point when Gabby's on camera, Tina's like, what are you doing? Caillou. Oh, oh. That line. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I recognize the grandma too. And then I looked her up and she is still working. She is like on a ton of stuff. I feel like she just is doing like one episode here and there, but she's like, she has not stopped working. Her most recent credit is 2021. Good for her. She has presence. She plays grandma Nora, Norma. So she's just been a grandma for 30 years. I don't know if this is the one where Spike Lee shows up, but Spike Lee definitely shows up on this show at oh, some wow. point too. Nice. Um, yeah. I have concerns about how I watched the next episode, but I'm hoping one of you can help me with that because uh, the next thing that was queued up for me was cat vibing for one hour in front of a green screen. <laughs> well, that's see, Rob, it's basically, I didn't say this, but Ghostwriter has a lot of clues that are hidden. It's like an ARG. <laughs> you have to look beyond the video to get all the clues. So you should watch that because okay. at the 27 minute mark, there might all of a sudden be a little flash of Mr. Brinker. And then you pause the video and go, oh shit, what is that? Seems like a good time to recommend after last season to anyone listening again, because that's how they solve crimes in that movie. Yeah. If you haven't watched after last season, probably still do all of like, you can follow along with the mystery if you want to. Mm-hmm. We're about to end this segment. They're all on YouTube. It might even be an official channel. The channel name is like something, something ghostwriter. I don't know if it's, it's probably not official, but you know, Hey, it's interesting that someone set out with this specific goal. I be ghostwriter. (laughs) Yeah. It's the actual ghostwriter uploading all of these videos. So that's as authentic as it gets. No Mr. Brinker bullshit here. This is just pure original copyright, non-infringed 
Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Get ready for more rallies and us. Yeah, I think this, I'm ready for episode two to be a lot more list making and things <laughs> like that. So we will see. Uh, I was about to do the usual wind down, but it's one of those times I don't need to do it. In about five seconds, we will be back in your ears talking about episode two. So use this time and go watch it yourself. Come up with your own theories. See if they line up. And together, we can solve the mystery of who burned down Mr. Brinker's store. Hi, everyone. It's time to record a podcast. But before we record the podcast, we should make a list of all the things that we're going to need to record the podcast. I'll make the headline podcast. P O D A S T. I'm going to write microphone because if we're going to do a podcast, the first thing we're going to want to do is find something to talk into. Write down microphone. I can't keep going with this bit. I told you guys real time handwriting was going to come into play real soon. And here we are, part two, who burned down Mr. Brinker's store? The stakes are high. The tension is thick. The basketball is a plenty. Hi, Robin, Sam. Hello. Hello. I you skipped the me intro about this the, time. Uh, like, how is this going to work? I'm actually confused. Did we just cut back in? Like, did anything happen yeah. in between what we last recorded and what happened now? We, yeah. What do you mean? I mean, yes, in real life. You mean in, in, in the recording itself? In what our listeners are listening to, yes. Well, I told you in the other one, I think I'm just going to literally pl- splice in Ghost Rider, what a trip, and it'll go right to this. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot. There's That's no true. break. This is going to be one three and a half hour long mega mystery as we get to the bottom of who burned down that store. People uh, are going to do some good along. stretching out of content today, then. <laughs> well, that'll be appropriate because I feel like now we're getting into where the show has to do the same thing. <laughs> I also feel like from watching the second episode, we did a terrible job recapping because they did such a great job recapping. I was like, what's this going to be like? And they just like, they get you all caught up. If you missed yesterday's episode, don't worry. Here are the recap facts. Here's our list of suspects and people's it's, alibis. It's, it's good. It's good presentation. Like I like that they break it down by like here are the suspects and here's this. Like this is extra mile. We had to consider everything though. We were doing our investigative work without bias. They know where the story's going, so they can give us the two minutes that mm. actually matters. We had to cover everything. That's true. I guess that's true. They also, our suspect, our main suspect was not on their suspect list. So how about that? Well, he was, they say where he was so that he couldn't have burned it down, but that still very much means our theories are in play. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, it's seven o'clock. Mr. Brinker was at a parent, parent something. night or something. And I was yeah. like, he, does he have kids? Where did this come mm. from? He might just be one of those people who goes to be like, I don't think we should be learning sex then. Like he's, that's what I picture. You know who's a great audience for copyrighted videos? Me? Us? <laughs> parents. <laughs> yeah, he's going to a parents' evening to like flog his uh, flog his wares to parents who are actually at parent meetings. 
that definitely seems like something Mr. Brinker would do. But Flog, what wears his store burned down? Mm. Oh, he wait, he wouldn't have known that at the time, of course. <laughs> so you know, he probably is innocent because if you're right, and he went to the parent teacher night to be like, man, does anyone want to pump up the volume? Does anyone want to pump up the volume? Then he couldn't have been there burning down his own store. <laughs> Why does he have a badge on his collar? That's been bothering me in this second episode. I didn't even register that. Yeah, didn't notice. I was looking for <laughs> it with the uh, the like mystery characters in the recap. I actually jumped back, but I didn't see anyone wearing a badge there. So, do you think it's an important clue? Should we Could write be. it down? I'm going to write it down. Yeah, do you really have a case slowly? And really do you have a case book yet? Hang on. Okay. She. He badge. Can you do me a favor and not write it down with marker pen on paper, scraping every letter? Because like I needed <laughs> no a deal for that. I had to mute the episode for five seconds. That was awful. Rob, a real detective doesn't use pencil because there's no room for doubt. You write in marker so it's permanent. <laughs> That's how it works. I actually did make notes this time, so I'm just going to pull that up. The first thing I noted is because I did a little bit more into what? Because Sam's fact intrigued me that the grandma has gone on to... Uh, fairly prominent career her last credit being that really bad melissa mccarthy comedy thunder force but that is an actual movie i've heard of with people in it huh? so i clicked on a few more people uh jamal did not act again after this show but uh the the he cool kid alex alex is the cool guy right mm. he voices tracker on paw patrol Oh man, which that's thought, amazing. Which I thought was pretty interesting. It's like, man, well done. Yeah, good for you. You know, you're not one of the main six, but I still bought your toy. So it was discounted at Walmart, but whatever. I'm sure people like Tracker. More than uh, Zuma. You think so? Oh, Zuma just like, that's that's always the big joke is like Zuma, just, uh, he never gets to participate in anything. He's a, he's the water pup, Rob. There's only yeah. so many water adventures. Mm. And yeah. so Zuma's often not invited to the party. If the call comes into the Paw Patrol lookout and it's like, there's a duck problem, then Zuma's like, yes, this is my day. But just about any other situation, we got to go into the sky. Zuma, you can watch. <laughs> All right. Where does this one start? The first note that I made is that there's a weird echo in the com in the main conversation between Tina and Gabby. I don't know if you guys got that, but on the DVD, it felt like they were capturing the sound in the real location and never fixed it. So yeah, everything I, I sounded real weird. We learn more about uh, copyright infringement and the FBI. That's a big part of this episode. Uh, and apparently it takes 70 books. Yes, that's what I wrote down. Just like they, they went to the library, they picked out way too many books. You need like <laughs> maximum two one. books. Two. I guess because if you have like an encyclopedia that is too true. long, C and I would be in two different books. Maximum two books required. Yeah. Also, do you it's read dictionaries the way they read them? How did they read them? Champion. Nope. Mm, cabana no that's not it <laughs> every single word that they were landing on it's like oh i thought i had it <laughs> rob i'll be honest i don't remember the last time i looked at a physical dictionary hmm. which makes me a little sad well maybe you need to be competing on countdown in the uk you can win a whole set mm -hmm. 
Um, I feel like I don't look at dictionaries. I look at indexes more in like my cookbooks. That's like the one time I can think of that I'm doing something similar to But you just start at like the top or the bottom of the page and you're like, okay, nope. Flip the next page. I don't, I don't scroll and look at the word and say it out loud. (laughs) So disappointed. It wasn't the right one. The library sequence and the casebook sequence definitely felt hey, look, we got to, even after the recap and the opening theme, we got 25 minutes of time to fill. You know, we got some crucial information in the casebook scene. Mm -hmm. There was some good detectiving there. The cab door came back into play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember which videotape that was on? I don't, but she had a hell of an index. And I made fun of It was tape 18. But she had only done one shot in the first episode when that she we'd did- seen. Yeah, but we'd missed 17 tapes worth of what kids like to do after school before <laughs> episode one, apparently. And this is the next day. <laughs> so she shot, which also means that she presumably shot 19 videos and then went, fuck, I need a 20th. And then went to Mr. Brinker's store to spend three dollars on her 20th tape. Well, maybe Brinker's crappy tapes only have like three minutes of footage available on them. But then how's he fitting whole movies on there? Unless that's the that's the rub. Maybe that's no, they're the, the ones the... they're the ones he uses to sell to rent his movies. But when he's selling blank tapes to other people, he just gives them barely any tape. Seems because you'd have to do that manually. That's a lot of labor to make a little bit of extra cash on videotapes. <laughs> Speaking of outdated technology, this isn't related to anything. I just wanted to drop this. I learned last night that there's one dude out there still selling floppy disks because there's like two industries that still need floppy disks. So there's just this like one guy with a floppy disk business making tons of money from like the aviation industry. You found Glory did an April Fool's prank that they were releasing an album on a collection of floppy disks. I would have. <laughs> we were talking about. Oh, here's a tangent, but we were talking about what weird technology is going to have a comeback. Like vinyl came back, cassettes are coming back. Apparently, it's like on the digital cameras, like they're apparently coming back. According to TikTok, people busting out digital cameras. <laughs> so we are taking over under bets on what weird technology is all of a sudden going to have a comeback. And I went with the ultimate long shot and said tape-based answering machines. <laughs> anyway, all of that, all of that to say that is way too much footage for her what kid, but it doesn't matter anymore because now it's a documentary about who burned down Minster Brinker's store. So I assume we're get, about to get very meta. What else did they learn? The cab door, they used to be like, oh, we can talk to the cab company and figure out where this guy went after. And thank God that the cab driver actually knew because it's like, I'm not banking on. I guess it was just the previous day, but hmm. yeah, he also had a log book. I'm like, did cabbies yep. used to do that? Like, I think a, that was a, a thing. Yeah, I think it probably. Like, yeah. Picked up this person at this time, drop them off there at that time. Like. I, th- I think the one yeah. thing that I think the one thing that is different is that the cabbie. I know this from Coronation Street. The cabbie themselves doesn't keep that logbook. There's someone at the depot that's like tracking that information. Yeah, 
I mean, it does make sense. You need to know where you're, you are and where you're going to give your next fare, right? It's like, oh, you're going to the airport. You'll get a fare at the airport to go yeah. somewhere else. But once you end up, that's like all those uh, extra Uber charges to go to the middle of nowhere because they're like, well, now I can't pick up a fare. <laughs> You've just like driven me out to nowhere. Yeah. So it can't be the blue letter guy because he went back to Washington, D.C. I like that this is like legit. I guess he is, is from the FBI and yeah. so had this, this is... sting operation and left the same day he delivered the copyright infringement notice. It's got to be a big deal if the FBI actually said you got to get up to Canada and bust this small town VHS store. Yeah, they in Guelph or wherever dispatched him directly from Federal Plaza to do the business like like again maybe he was already here doing something else and they were like oh on your way to the airport can you just go serve this guy this notice I guess we'll no, I guess we'll see he can't because he ha- was his best customer he's been doing this for oh, yeah, a that's long right. time remember <laughs> so he's legit been like just stationed in Canada, man, he must get made fun of at the FBI office. <laughs> this is his like, punishment. He did something really wrong. And they're like, guess what you get? You get to go to Canada and stake out this video store. Greg, do you hear that? I finally caught the killer who's been eating faces. You find that guy who's been bootlegging fucking E.T. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, I don't think has a name. So he's out. He is no longer a suspect. Yeah. Jamal, I mean, we obviously know Jamal didn't do it because we we can see it. We got, we got to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evidence against him is growing. It's, it's, yeah. I'm starting to wonder because it's seeming like there's no other explanation other than, I guess we don't know what was going on with the boxes and we don't know maybe the, you know, the firecracker, one could have gone rogue and done something. Those are still possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it kind of has to be one of those things. And I'm wondering if it's more, it's less about finding out the outcome and more just how's Jamal going to get out of this one? Right. Yeah. Because right now truth, it's we're going to see, we're going to see truth in action, I guess. Truth, truth is justice. Justice, justice is truth, is in, truth action. in action. Yeah. And Jamal's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, I feel like I that on that note, I had the you had made that comment last time, Rob, about how Ghostwriter just like writes in like motivational posters. Yeah. Yeah. And then the typing and writing was also your comment last time, John, that like it's just like watch them slowly write things out. I'm glad that wasn't a false memory. Yeah, it just like paid off both of those comments immediately paid off. (laughs) They haven't done the rally thing yet, though, so I hope that still happens. We have two more episodes for them to do the rally thing. I feel like Ghostwriter was not as present in this episode. No. First episode, Ghostwriter was like, all like they're all over the place and like get to Mr. Brinker's from all needs help. And then this one, not quite as present. Yeah. Yeah. He only like the copyright infringement scene at a certain point is like, is this still the recap? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Cause we already covered all this. Right. And then he ghostwriter even says it was in the letter. Remember it's like, yeah, Jamal. <laughs> so it's like eight <laughs> hours ago. I don't know that they necessarily defined it there other than saying they didn't, but it all, it was the yeah. same lead up conversation. Like what is copyright infringement? It's like, we talked about this. Go, f- yeah. go figure it out. Go get three dozen books out of the library and see if you can figure it out. 
I mean, when you come back to me in episode three, if you've been accused of burning down a store in the meantime, you might find that your memory of certain things has been <laughs> decreased as well. I guess. <laughs> yeah, most of this episode is just focused on like, maybe you shouldn't have lied to the police, Jamal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what did we think about that? You probably shouldn't have lied to the police, but also I get it. It's easy to see how it happens. And I've, and I've, you've probably experienced this too, having done, having been a teacher in the past. Kids just do this. Yeah. They dig themselves into a hole. Right. And I, so, oh, we got to see Samuel Jackson. So, yeah, Samuel he's Samuel Jamal's dad, dad, which I didn't realize. I just knew he was on the show. That's a, pretty yeah. Good also, I'm, I really appreciated that that was the role he played because I kind of, after the first episode, I just kind of accepted, like, oh, they went with the Jamal, the black kid is being raised by his grandma. But then it was, his dad was there and, it, and they seemed to have a really positive relationship and they had a little heart to heart. And he basically was like, I trust you and like mm-hmm. you know which was good but I I did feel like maybe I understand why he lied in the moment but I feel like and this has happened with a book series I've been reading with uh, with Rory and I'm like kids need to talk to adults more like right. you just, if he had just told his dad this is what happened what do you think I should do his dad could have advised him and been like, okay, let's make a plan. Let's go together. Like they, the police can't talk to him without an adult present anyway. And like, they could have gone together, said what they knew, provided some information that could maybe help them catch the right people. But yeah, he just did not set a fire, which is true. But I feel like he just avoided the comment. He was like, no, I didn't set the fire. Like true fact. But- yeah. Yeah, what did new evidence against him show up in this one? Yeah, I guess. so so the the girl who writes the annoying songs found it his got letter. worse in this episode. Rob, the song got worse. Did it get added, worse or did it get better? Because I last she, time Rob called out that she wasn't actually playing the piano. This time she mm-hmm. played the piano. But yeah, then she, she added like she had the drum beat going, and then just added another beat on top of it, <laughs> and it's just noise. I then forgot it's, the lyrics. <laughs> and then forgot the lyrics to the song she wrote yesterday. <laughs> and the lyrics are just like a friend will always be there. For you. It's like the easiest thing to remember. If you want it, <laughs> it was almost too good an impression. It's so annoying. <laughs> And you know, episode four, once they figure it all out and save the day, it's going to be like, I wrote a song about it. Do you guys want to hear it? And they're not going to say no, even though they should. And we're all going to have to hear the finished version of that song. And they're all going to clap and say she did a great job. But anyway, yes, she finds the letter. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she finds the letter in the store, puts it in her bag, forgets it exists. And then forgetting the lyrics to this song is what make her realize that she has the letter in her bag. And yeah, the letter is the one that Jamal's trying to deliver. So it proves that he was actually at the store. Uh, And she just shouts in his face about how it's the law. She has to give it to the police. My favorite part of that scene is at the end when she goes, Jamal, why did you lie? And then just smashes her hands down on the keyboard (laughs) in a rage. I got an actual chuckle out of me, but I don't think it was supposed to be funny. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what else? We get a resolution to the basketball game. Mm-hmm. A character yeah. whose name I forget gets welcomed to the hood. His name was Greg. And I was really <laughs> glad that he lost. I, I made that note because like 
he put up a good fight and he was respected, but I feel like he would not have won that game. And I like that they didn't just like let him win. They gave him the Rocky. He went the distance, but mm. yeah. And then that the end of that scene made me realize what does it look like to the outside world when they're looking at Ghost Rider stuff? And we get our first little <laughs> glimpse of that when Ghost Rider uses a poster to write, go home now, Jamal. And Jamal and I keep forgetting his name, Alex, just blankly stare at like a gazebo side for 10 seconds with like, oh, we got to go. And then off they run. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that must look really weird. <laughs> to everyone else and it's one thing to believe that like they can't see the letters as they move around but the actual sign was moving for about five seconds as well which was weird i don't know why that ghostwriter did that but i'm pretty <laughs> sure it is a rule that a, a like ghost ghostwriter has to reveal himself to you right and then you mm. get to be part of the gang because there's definitely a character i remember who isn't here yet. And I think it's because there's a whole arc where he's the focal point of the mystery. And then at one point he's like, what, what, what is this? And like, you saw it. And welcome to our mystery solving team, whether you like it or not, because the ghost revealed himself to you. And now you've been marked. Right. I think I understood that from the opening sequence the first time. Like, it just seemed like they were like, you've got a ghostwriter will let you know if you're in on the end. <laughs> Um, I think that I, I'm figuring that with the basketball thing is playing a part because those kids must have been the ones who did the firecracker. Right. Like, that's the only mm-hmm. reason why I can see, like, because it just, it seems like it's a tangent that's unrelated. And that's one mystery that we don't know anything about yet. So I keep waiting for one of them to, like, have firecrackers or something and be like, put those pieces together. That I still don't sense. think they did it. I still, the firecracker thing, I, I don't necessarily think is connected, but it can really only be one of those three things, unless there's a big plot twist coming in episode three. Like it kind of has to be whoops. The firecracker thing went awry. Mm. I guess it can be four things. Cause it could be Mr. Brinker did it by accident. Mr. Yeah. Brinker did it on purpose. Yeah. And then whoever was loading those crates did something. It's kind of all we got. Yeah. I assume episode three has to be focused on the crate stuff. We figured out the, well, no, we don't really even know the details of the copyright infringement thing. Like we've pieced it together, but they still don't really know what was happening. That's true. So the next two episodes have to be like action packed. Mm-hmm. They have to be like the, in- the end game to this one's infinity war. Eh, actually quite a bit happened. In infinity war. Maybe that's not fair. I don't have any more notes. Is there anything else we need to cover? Has anyone's theories changed? No, I'm sticking to my guns for now. I think I'm going to as well. Nothing has disproven any of them. So we'll have to see once they deal with the box issue in the next episode, I assume. And the cliffhanger here was what? She's like, I found the letter and I'm going to narc. And he's like, don't narc yet. Give me time to clear my name. Mm-hmm. Credits. Yeah. Yes, so. it's all very abrupt. That's the that the end is very abrupt. And I was thinking, I'm like, it's not even necessarily that it's a, a real cliffhanger. It's just like it's ending like mid sentence or like middle of the scene, especially the first episode. Like it really it picked up right back in the same conversation. So I'm like, it's not. 
it's not necessarily like, oh, you want to come back and know what's going to happen next. It's just like, no, we're just we just stopped mid sentence. Do you think they originally wrote this as just one long thing instead of writing it as this is episode one, this is episode two? It's like, no, here's the overall arc and we'll just cut it up when 25 minutes have passed. Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe. Sam, what did the kids think this go around? Do they have theories? Uh, um, what do they think this time? I think that uh, they still like they they don't like Mr. Brinker. They're not they're not a fan of him. He wasn't even guy. in this episode. <laughs> he, Mr. a little bit Mr. though. Mr. Brinker. He, yeah, he's he's just like not great. Um, but no, they didn't have it. It didn't change their minds completely. But they are very excited. When I said I was recording today, they were like, "Ooh, so like we'll we'll get to watch an episode tonight." So we're excited to see what happens next. And I shared Rory's notes. Rory does not know how to read and write yet, but her her notes that she took were justice in action. Although when I read it back, it looks like in action, as in not yeah. not acting. There's no space there. And then library. Those are her very solid notes from this round. Um, and they're excited to watch more, but we'll see what happens next, I guess. Yeah. It's too bad we're not doing what are we currently enjoying in a way, because I've watched like five really good things, but I'll hang on to them for an actual ending. Watch Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. It's very good. All right. Did I do anything to close us out in segment one or did I just stop? The, there's there's the mystery still afoot. Ghost Rider? What a trip. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. What a trip. I always want to say welcome back, but like not really, unless you took a break between segments, which maybe you did. That's fair. This is probably not a short episode. So maybe welcome back. Oh, of course, welcome back, because you went and watched the third episode with us. Everyone's following along. As we journey into part three of her who burned down Mr. Brinker's store. And we see more and more evidence of, boy, we need to, we have a hundred minutes of of time to fill, guys. (laughs) What do we do as we end episode three exactly where we started? (laughs) With even the same basic cliffhanger as episode two. Um, God, what do we even, I mean, okay. We need to start with what is easily because it op- well, the best moment of the episode kicks off the episode with, oh my gosh, I forget her name. Gabby, Lenny. Lexi, Lenny. Yeah. So in the last episode, I commented on how funny I thought it was when she got mad at Jamal and did an angry keyboard slam. <laughs> that wasn't enough. So where do you go from there when she's angry? Because if you uh, to recap at the end of episode two, uh, Lenny has the the letter that Jamal wrote and she's oh I don't think I should have this this is police stuff and he said don't snitch yet give me some time I like that you're recapping that for our audience when they actually put that recap into this episode it's the most important yeah. information <laughs> putting aside that she snitches immediately before she does that she writes an angry rap an angry f- improv freestyle rap Fuck you, Jamal. You made a fool out of me. It's even if you don't want to watch the episode, just go to the beginning and watch Lenny's angry improv 
Because she's been writing a song about friendship this whole time. And guys, her friendship's been betrayed. Which needs an angrier music style. <laughs> My real. question is, did it did the rap make the whole song better? Yes. Did it improve upon the initial is it song? are we supposed to be treating them as as one song? And we're transitioning so. to a rap midway through. I didn't Yeah, I'm picturing that. it as like, you know, the guest verse. Yeah. Okay, I, th- I think where, it might have made it, it might have made it worse. Where Katy Perry, you know, <laughs> throws it to Nicki Minaj for like 30 seconds. Right, right. That's what I'm picturing. Uh, uh yeah, oh no, I'm team objectively better because that no, made no, me no. laugh. She she should stick at what she's less bad at. She pronounces down as down. So that's how you know her rap game is serious. She threw a, she threw a very serious looking punch as she said tight. She did. <laughs> And then I thought they were going to use her song to score the next scene because it's still playing when it cuts to Jamal running off. I was like, oh, man, is this is this it now? But no, it ends pretty much right after that, which is too bad. So when Jamal runs off, does he know where he's running to? Because I was pretty confused about that. Uh, No, I don't think so. Because as he's running, he sees the kid in the blue bandana and then starts chasing him. But it's like, well, wh- where were you going originally? What's the plan? Yeah, he just got lucky. Mm. and happened to see one of their only other two suspects. Mm. Do we think that have we ever gotten a good look at the blue bandana guy's face? Is the blue bandana guy going to be Craig? No, he's not. So I I paused and I went back because they were wearing very similar outfits, like very similar colors. They were both in red and blue. And I actually paused and reround to see because I was like, he just turned a corner and then Craig's, oh, Craig's right there. Craig's right. Immediately, yeah. immediately and, there. But they were both wearing red and blue, but I did like rewind enough to see either like it is not the right okay. red and blue outfit. Because I you thought did, that's where it was going to. I was like, you oh. did the detective work then because that was my new theory that that's the reveal that was coming. Because also when he rounds the corner and Craig's there, he's Craig, did you see a kid in a blue bandana? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's suspicious. Uh, that's kind of too bad. Strike that one, I guess. It's not going to be. I mean, here's the thing is we don't have a whole lot of new information after this episode. What do we know now that we didn't know before? The tape all we, all we really know blank. is that the yeah we only really know that the police are putting the pieces together on why there's a strong case against Jamal from their perspective. That I, I don't think we know anything else that's useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we already knew that the tape wasn't going to be blank because yeah, we knew. So that yeah. confirmation that there's some shitty black and white restaurant that no one would want to rent anyway. I was finding it hard to believe that they hadn't put the pieces together with the guy who came from Federal Plaza and was clearly FBI. Was yeah. FBI. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, still working out that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we learned more about Ghostwriter and bringing in one of them. I don't remember which one it was. Tina gets was brought like, in. Tina. Yeah. yeah, so this is her first experience with Ghostwriter. I thought it was really funny that she got an official ghostwriter pen, even though ghostwriter seems to be very much able to read literally anything. If it's written on a computer screen, if it's written on paper, I don't know what this special pen does. Is it just so that you like have it on you at all times? I don't know. I can't say for sure that that's not addressed in the first batch of episodes. I assume it's just, we all bought the same pen. 
so we can immediately recognize that we're no, in this yeah. super secret group that contains four people but i also liked that ghost writer has like has the ability to make letters dance because that was not something we had seen before no we really saw his letter powers in this episode mm-hmm. he can so add he some to... fun visual effects some fun 90s visual effects program effects to so make the word to, uh, spin is there any chance that ghost writer did the crime somehow that would be a we, we <laughs> If Ghost Rider was just, I don't like that kid, and I was going to take him down. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot more episodes after this. I don't know that they ever brought in evil Ghost Rider, but I really hope they did. <laughs> well, I honestly didn't even realize Tina wasn't in the group until this episode, because mm. when the Ghost Rider stuff started happening, and she was going, "What is? What is happening? What is all of this?" Like, oh, right, I guess, yeah. There's been. She's just been filming her documentary, eleven mm-hmm. part series on who burned down Brinker's store slash what kids do after school. And it's a good job she made a quality product, so she wouldn't have been let on the team in the first place. That's how she got in. <laughs> Ghostwriter likes her stories. Yep. <laughs> Not Craig though. Fuck Craig. <laughs> yeah. Poor poor Craig's there busting out law knowledge, teaching everyone about circumstantial evidence. Oh yeah, up Craig. Craig hall. the uh, Craig the white savior. Good for him. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that taints, that taints it a little, but then immediately, like, we need to rally, guys. What does that mean? Fuck off. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But I did think that his his response was too funny. Like, I, I thought he was just going to be like, you can't talk to him without his parent present or something, something that like a kid would know. But the kid, he's just like, this is all circumstantial evidence. Like, you've got nothing. What? He's right. <laughs> I really hope Craig didn't do it. I like Craig. He's getting the job done more than anyone else in the main group. <laughs> he at least bought a little bit of time. It's like Jamal's still running around wearing the same jacket. Yeah, <laughs> then, come on. Like, you're so worried about getting caught and that the police are going to go on to you. It doesn't, you were outside in a t shirt earlier. The jacket seems unnecessary. <laughs> That's what eventually does him in is he the cop he's like cop actually seems like you know what I don't think you did it you help me figure this out and then sees the jacket and goes well fuck I like that the cop said to Jamal call me if you can find something to get you off and I'm like that's your job (laughs) sorry what I do wonder what that dynamic eventually becomes if the ghostwriter team is going to be solving all the mysteries. If it's like, you know, the relationship between Scotland Nairn and Sherlock Holmes, where there's mutual respect, but also kind of, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. It must be pretty embarrassing for a cop to have to go to a group of 10 year olds and go, I'm stumped. (laughs) And they don't know that there's a magic ghost dot. So to them, it's just these kids keep outdoing me. Should pull up. I don't know. You I said know that there were, you said that uh, we'd be solving mysteries like who stole a sandwich. So do they all involve the cops, or is this one just like a particularly high stakes episode? That's the thing, is I don't necessarily remember. Like mm-hmm. I assumed because it was a kid's mystery show, I went cynical with it and assumed that the stakes are gonna just be, you know, hey, we were gonna do a charity raffle and someone stole one of the prizes, but no. A kid's going to go to jail for arson in less than a day if they can't figure this out. The stakes are very high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But I also now am concerned the last episode is going to be very rushed and very unsatisfying. Probably. Because mm-hmm. there's like literally every loose thread still needs to be tied up. Including the orange one. We haven't even done the forensic analysis I res- of the I respect that you said that, but I'm not happy that you said that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I thought it was good that they finally were getting around to like maybe Mr. Brinker is the person. So I'm like, all right. But that actually just introduced more potential options than reducing any. Last time they were like, okay, it can't be that guy. He was on a plane at 6.30. But this time it, you're right. Like what did... What did we find out? Nothing. We just added Mr. Brinker to the suspect list. Here's my thinking on Mr. Brinker. Is, Rob, is it you that has the he did it for insurance theory? Yeah. And, and on a side note, I would love to know the backstory of how they know what insurance fraud is. But copyright infringement is a completely alien concept. Of <laughs> yeah, copyright, the FBI is. <laughs> copyright infringement and the FBI took two goddamn episodes to figure out. Here's the thing about the insurance it makes that character so much worse if he did it himself and is this eager to pin, to pin the it on, a child. on a child versus I think it was just a freak accident, you guys. Which makes That's me true. Which makes me wonder about the because that goes from this guy's a bit of a dick to this guy is a full on villain. Mm-hmm. So I don't I I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. it's not that, but that was my thinking this episode in the circumstantial evidence scene where Brinker must be pissing off the police because he's always just seems to be. He's like, hey, Dad, what are you going to take this for? You got to do something about this. Not to say, yeah, it could still be that. And he's just, you know, too worried about himself getting caught that he has to pin the blame on somebody. And this presented itself. But yeah, I don't think you can redeem him after that. I don't think Mr. Brinker's store will ever be featured in another episode, even if they rebuild, because fuck that guy. Can someone clarify something for me about this whole parents meeting situation? Like, has anyone established that this guy has kids, or am I just thinking of a parents meeting as something different to what it actually is? I think... No, I, I agree. I, yeah. I like, what is a parents meeting? What are you doing? Where Do you have children? I always... Yeah, in my head, I just picture a parents meeting as, I think, one of the and it's not the same thing where you know adults come to the school and complain like right. you know we're gonna tonight's ta- agenda is we're gonna talk about these library books and whether they should be in the library and a bunch of adults some with kids and some without show up to go i don't think we should have are you there god it's me margaret because lady business is gross which is totally an opinion mr brinker would have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, does everyone remember? Sorry. I, I, Ghostwriter's uh, in, inspirational message this time around. Before it was the justice one. This time it is courage and danger oh, right. is half the battle. Oh, yes. Which is fun because, Rob, what's the other half of the battle? Strange doings. Knowing. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so we, we have the whole picture now. <laughs> which is great courage and knowing and we nice. win yeah um what was i gonna say oh i wanted to say because you were like lenny immediately like 
told on him, but she didn't take it to the cops. She took it to his grandma, which I yeah. feel like is a good resolution for a child to be like, I don't want to turn him into the police, but I have to tell a grown up. And I yeah. felt like that was that was fair. And grandma so. basically proposed the solution you said should have happened the last time. Just tell your parents and they'll go with you and help you fix this. Yeah. I, not I, now. I got angrier at Lenny than I remembered because my notes immediately say snitches get stitches. And then I wasn't happy with her apology acceptance either because he apologized and said it was stupid. And she goes, yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> uh, and my Lenny last needs notice, time, Rob. My last note is I hope she did it and she gets life. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, we already established Ghost Rider is still willing to communicate with prisoners. So yeah, that would be I'm a pretty good, that would be a pretty good arc. It's like, Ghost Rider, you got to help me bust out of here. <laughs> like he's getting the different logs for the guards to figure out who's in and out. <laughs> Yeah. Is that how arrests work, by the way? Because obviously he broke into the police system and, and found the warrant, and it was like, we have an, an arrest warrant out tomorrow. <laughs> is, is that... I guess it depends on how late in the day it was. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the kids are still under- awake. I, all my knowledge of police work comes from the movies, and they always talk about, like, do you know how much paperwork is involved? So I assume they just can't get the paperwork together until the next day. Yeah. But, but I mean, the net was before this. And I feel like they were able to do real time. No, the net was after this, wasn't it? Oh, yeah? What year is this from? This is, the show started in 92, and this is like the, one of the first batches, so probably still 92. The net was, uh, what, what year 95? Was oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I had it earlier. Fair enough. Man, Sandra Bullock really could have used a ghostwriter in that movie. <laughs> we should do that episode again. No. Probably. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I didn't make a whole lot of notes from this episode because most of it is just devoted to bringing Tina into the group and rehashing the same footage we already saw in the intro. So it's yeah. just that it's just that scene. We got to do the first rally. Like, oh, yeah, they did. Yes, the thing I've been talking was... about finally yeah. happened. It's like, oh, when where the power... do they go? Do they have like a standard place? Because it was just like rally. And I'm like, so, do they always go to the same place when they see the rally message? So maybe they realize that later because they all, or not all of them, but Lenny reflexively knew, oh, I need to go here. My memory, and I maybe they introduce it later, is that they write rally and then their first initial. So everyone knows where uh, to go. That okay. is my memory of Ghost Rider is they all have to write like rally T and like, we got to get to Tina's house. Which maybe is, is there already someone with, because maybe that's why Craig can't get in. Do they already have someone with a C? And then it just gets confusing. No. I guess not. Tina, Lenny, whatever. What's the one guy's name? Zach, David, Alan. Alex. Alex. Um, Also, is his name Craig or Greg with a G? Oh my God. This is like a North American problem that you all seem to have. (laughs) I heard Craig. Rob, right. solve it. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard what you think you're saying, but we differentiate between those names very well in England. We call Craig, Craig, and we call Greg, Greg. So they're very mm-hmm. different to me, and I'm hearing okay. Craig for sure. Yeah, that's what I heard. I thought it was Greg, but there was one specific okay. delivery in this episode where I went, oh, it's Craig. Because I think I even right. wrote Greg in my notes from a previous episode. I think episode. I had Greg in my notes, but if it... 
it by that logic, if it were Greg, they do have a Gabby, so they have a G already. But oh Greg, yeah, so yeah. Then, yeah. Ghostwriter doesn't accept more than one letter, so sorry. <laughs> um, I have a question point. about the kids because I thought I understood what was going on with this group and who was like connected to who, and I I thought Lenny and Gabby were sisters, but that seems to not be true. Is Alex related to one of them? Somebody is I, a sister. Yeah. I thought it was Lenny and Gabby too. I want to say it's Alex and one of them. I think that might be true. Because when, when he left the store, he was like, tell mom. And I was like, oh, so he would have said, tell my mom, surely, yeah. if they if they weren't related. Okay. Yeah. Confusing. Yeah. The only other <laughs> note I made was that when they define psyched, they say happy. And I had a moment of, is that how we would define psyched? And then I kind of came around on it. I would have defined it more as excited. Same. But yeah. like, yeah. I feel like if I looked up excited and synonyms, happy would probably be there. But when she said, I'm psyched, and they were like, what does that mean? She said, it means happy. I went, ah. Eh. I do have an opinion question based on that scene, actually. Um, they're sat around a round table. Are they all seeing the words the right way around? Or how does that work? What, what is the magic system here? I don't think they're all seeing it the right way around. Because they look like like little like tile letters, right? So they've got to be, if he's using magic to make them appear, they've got to be appearing backwards for people on the other side. Nice. Okay. So these kids are quite talented. Hmm. That's my thought. But also, this is not real. And they just know (laughs) what they're supposed to be seeing. And they probably see literally nothing. So Uh, they're they're faking it really well for you. (laughs) My other note was related to the educational content in this episode. Um, When Jamal was writing, he was using capital A's in the middle of words. What's that all about? Teaching kids bad Mm -hmm. habits. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's no good. I mean, between that and the psyched definition, yeah, I would say this one was detrimental to the education side. That's all I got. Yeah. Has anyone's theories changed? I'm like, they keep reiterating how important the firecracker thing is. They also said videos are key. So the fact that videos are key, we know it's related to the copyright thing i think so i'm thinking still mr brinker i'm still sticking with like still an accident but the responsibility of the evening folks i think i've been poking pointing my finger at the the box delivery guys Mm. i'm gonna stick with my theory but like i'm i'm less attached to it than i was but maybe that was a red herring and they were trying to throw me off the sun it's just yeah what degree of asshole is mr brinker I just, I don't see this all coming together in a set. This is very Game of Thrones season eight vibes. I was like, I don't think you guys can pull all of this in the time you have and do it in a way that's satisfying. You remember I told you I saw a spoiler for episode four when we were discussing episode one. Yeah, I don't think you specified the episode. No, but I'm going to tell you what it is now. The thumbnail for episode four is just Alex taking a book off the shelf and the title of the book is Arson. So I don't think we're learning anything from that. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that how this cliffhanger is going to be resolved? Is they read the search warrant for arson and went, what does that mean? Is that different they, they from already, the fire? They already explained arson. Yeah. Oh, man. 
<laughs> I went to the library and read about arson. Dude, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like the firecracker thing is just going to like, okay, let's predict. We have our overarching who did it. What is the significance of the firecracker? Anything? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the kids were actually targeting Jamal with the firecrackers because he got Craig into a basketball game that they didn't want him involved in. I actually agree with that exactly. And, <laughs> and that it's relevant because they'll be able to say that Jamal didn't do it. Right. So once they figure out who did the firecrackers, they that that person would be able to say, yeah, he we saw him put something in the thing and walk away. And that was it. Right. Like, so that'll be his alibi. Nice. That makes sense. Yep. Um, and then we, I guess the tape thing in my theory plays a significant role, but do you think it's just going to be, oh yeah, that's who brings him the copyright infringed tapes. End of story. Mr. Brinker goes to jail for fraud, no matter what, even if he didn't set the fire. So yeah, they're not fraud, whatever the law that you would, yeah, but what's the actual law for that? Like if you get busted for infringing on copyright it must be a word i guess just pirates yeah i guess hmm. and i thought i had another question but i lost it so hmm. oh what did the kids think that was my question they're, are they still they, on board again, or? yeah they're still on board xander's still not that interested Rory took way more notes this time i did not send a picture this this time but she took a lot more notes she did write strange doings um, <laughs> yeah. Which, if we don't adopt that as a thing, we just say in life from now on, something has gone terribly awry. If anything is, instead of saying "oh weird," I want all of us to say "ooh strange doings." I'll try to remember that. Um, yeah, but they're they're still like we're still on the edge of our seat. I'm sure we'll watch it tonight. We'll be happy that we can find out the end results. Here's my question. After episode four, when we as a collective are free of this, do you think your kids are going to want to watch more Ghostwriter Mysteries? I think they might. And actually this time, so uh, Dylan was not home for the other viewings, but he was home for this one. And he was like, like, because things would happen and then we would be like, oh, this happened. Or like, does that, does this mean this? Or is it that guy? And and he could like see how engaged like the kids were in this. So maybe it's better than some of the crap they watch. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll save it all for the end, but things are progressing better than I maybe expected with Ghost Rider, which is in a way knocking off course what I thought episode 250 would be, which is like, oh, we're going to dunk on this kid's mystery show. But (laughs) you know what? There's plenty of time for that. There's a lot of garbage we watched in the early 90s that we haven't even touched. Mm -hmm. Well, and I might have a legit answer for that by the time we record the final episode because if we watch this one tonight we we don't have this like delay anymore because I keep having to say well we can't watch the next one until I record the podcast but then like by the time we record the next one we might have already done a whole other mystery that's true I am very curious how well that if you know it's the the Netflix release model versus the Disney plus release model does this show benefit from a gap and when you binge it does it really start to feel like oh this could be mm-hmm. one episode shorter for sure. 
Yeah, probably that. I don't think, right. like, I still think that we would always have to do them one at a time in a sitting. Yeah. But more frequently than we have been because of the podcast. You'll do it like we did it back in the day. Monday through yeah. Thursday, one a night. Everything has come full circle. I've reintroduced Ghost Rider to a new generation. If anything, this thing should end at episode 250. <laughs> we finally accomplished our goal. We've been, we've passed it on to our children. It's done. There's no more after this. Except I already know what 251 is, but then we're done. You still got Star Wars to reschedule. Just Fuck, saying. 252. <laughs> All right, we'll go to 300 because I don't <laughs> like it not being even. But then we're done. Uh, do I say anything at the end of these? No? Guys, I can't believe Jamal did it. Jamal didn't do it. I can't he did believe do it. if that he did was do it. the final reveal. He withheld, ev- he withheld evidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, of all the things to happen in the fourth episode when he's being led away in cuffs and the sad piano version of Friends Are Forever's playing in the background. <laughs> Gabby looks him in the eye or Ga- Gabby, not Gabby. I keep saying Gabby. Is it Gabby? Yeah, I don't know what else you just said. <laughs> to me, it sounded like her you char- just said Gabby five I times. Character na- but she's looking him at the one who looks him in the eye and is like, I trusted you. As he's being, and then the credits play over in stark silence. So it's like, holy shit. That's heavy for an eight-year-old. <laughs> no, Jamal didn't do it. Uh, that would have been Mr. a really Brinker funny reveal. It, imagine. After- after they re- after they realized it was actually an hour later, if the reveal was not who it was, but if it was like, yeah, Jamal came back and burned that shit down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm angrier than I thought. I was actually disappointed that we. Eyes, I have no son. <laughs> I was disappointed that we didn't get that scene at the end that showed. Here's how it actually went down. We we got none of that. We just got circumstantial oh, yeah. evidence that pointed to the actual culprit. Yeah, he never even really confessed. He no. was, I'll fight this with everything I have, which is probably not much. So, <laughs> although he's apparently the pirate VA, the piracy VHS king of fucking Ontario or whatever. So, didn't he have his own nickname? Wait, like, was that him? Wasn't it? I thought he was making videos for him, but maybe I just misunderstood. Oh, I took it that it was him. Like, have you right. ever heard of? Fucking Mr. Rewind. Oh, he had a really like weird VHS name. VHS Piracy King. Gregory Gargantor. I wrote that down with no context, just the name, because it was worthwhile to write That was it. That was it. Yeah, I thought they were saying that that was him. Oh, no, I interpreted it as like he was the leader and he was the one that was that he was buying tapes from. Oh, okay. That's not Maybe though. Maybe he'll negotiate a deal. He'll like give up this guy <laughs> get off with a slap on the wrist imagine it imagine an era where you can have a reduced sentence because you snitch on vhs copyright thieves <laughs> <laughs> what a time uh yeah we were all wrong technically no i wrote down rob was right i think rob was right yeah well, i mean i i had the wrong reason but like yeah I, yeah 
That's why I said technically. Yeah. You got the culprit, but not the motivation. Mm-hmm. So if this were Clue, you still lose. Yes. But what's the motivation? What was Co- the motivation? I think the motivation is more like covering up for what he'd done or something on those yeah. lines. Like he was trying to destroy okay. evidence. He was he was trying to exactly once he got the note, he right. had the all the foolishly kept all of the stuff for his illegal activity four feet away from his storefront. So when the news came in that he was gonna, you know, oh, we we're on to you, he went, he faked the fire or not faked it, there was a fire, but did it to burn the evidence, not to yeah, no, no insurance reason or like I'm gonna burn it all down. He wanted a controlled fire. Mm. All right. That's so. dumb. That's like a dumb reason though. Insurance makes more sense because maybe maybe remove the evidence from your property rather than light it on fire. Because even Craig, the video copyright expert. Craig, um, Craig, we have to talk about that reveal. I was so mad when that happened. The reveal that his name is actually Craig and not Greg. Yes, it I is so Craig. Um that was the real mystery of the whole series. So I'm glad it yeah. got wrapped up. But I love that like they like brought him in and he's like, oh, this is like like he knows what the this equipment is, this burnt equipment. He can tell this like child can tell what it's for. The cops never questioned it when they were looking at this fire. But this, I don't know, 13, 14 year old kid knows. One thing that I kind of wish they'd explained more, though, is I know that Craig discovered this machine for copying videos onto other videos and that the FBI were investigating Mr. Brinker for copyright fraud. But what was the connection between the two? I didn't quite see the the link. Were they they Copyright infringement, Rob. They say it 18 more times in this episode. Were were these things related? Alex is very proud to jump in and go, copyright, like copyright infringement. (laughs) I couldn't believe they were still solving solving that in the last five minutes of episode four. (laughs) Like, Alex, yes, you helped, but Jesus Christ, we moved on. (laughs) That's not a concern anymore. Return all those library books. Ah, dear me. Jamal should have gone to prison, let's be honest. He withheld evidence and then he went and like tampered with a crime scene. Yeah, he gets off pretty light. I, I will say, though, their whole plan to break into the scene of the crime, that takes balls. It does. Like, that was, that was when I, so I sent the picture of Xander with like his hands over his eyes. He was so stressed. It was when they were sneaking into the back room and then like, a noise was happening from the back room and he had to, what, he he rented like 15 videos yeah, to keep tapes. Mr. Brinker distracted. Which yeah. I made a note, and unfortunately I'm realizing in this moment my phone is downstairs, mm. but one of his, when Mr. Brinker is renting him the tapes, he's just saying numbers. And 171? One, yeah. He, we all know like, what was on 171. What the fuck was on 171? Because he's like, <laughs> 171? Hmm. <laughs> what was on that tape and why was he okay with then proceeding yeah yeah he had no reservations about that but cooking with herbs that was the one that raised yeah. questions that one broke him <laughs> but either an r-rated movie or porn was just <laughs> like there is something else to add to the laundry list of charges i guess is Adult renting adult material to a minor. Oh, I guess that explains why he was at the school meeting now. That's that loose thread mm. resolved that they never actually resolved with otherwise. 
How did <laughs> here's a tangent? Here's a fun tangent. When you were children, how did your local video store handle porn? Um, did it get it, its own room? It, it 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 had kind of a, a separate room that you could see into, but it had a, a sign in cardboard saying "18 or over only." But we could see in there. Um, and honestly, if we walked in there, which we did a couple times, they they didn't tell us to get out. They just wouldn't rent us anything from there. <laughs> feel like similar but i think usually there was like a curtain or something so you wouldn't see in into it but yeah so for me there's two the one i worked at in 2005 was in a closed off room with a door but the door squeaked real loud so there was no way to hide if you wanted to stealth go into the porn section it was impossible because it would just make the loudest like (laughs) it's like oh someone's gonna go rent porn and when we were uh the one i rented from as a kid the porn it was basically just like a one the all the rental stuff was in the basement of a convenience store and all the porn was on the top shelf which was not that high and each <laughs> giant box because the boxes for pornography were huge vhs boxes uh was covered in a piece of dot matrix printer paper like just taped to the top and so you could easily mm-hmm. like just so you lift just... it up and go oh, boobs <laughs> so, how convenient that you can just watch porn online now and you don't have to go to the awkward back room and squeak the door open and... i mean you could in 2005 as well but i'll tell you this for free we rented a lot of porn wow <laughs> like out oh yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, you I personally. You... not me personally yeah but okay. like it was a pretty lucrative part of our local video store when I worked there. Oh, jeez! And people would rent all like the people who rented it would get a stack. And then next week, get another stack. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? No judgments here. Have were they more good, diligent have about a good return- week. Were they more diligent about returning it on time to avoid fines for their stack of porn when yeah. they came back? Yes. So I was always the one who had to call the late list because I was the only person who was willing to do it because it's just, you know, call after call of getting yelled at. And I don't remember if those were part of it because I definitely never had to be like, hey, man, <laughs> you're three days late on Big Jug Knockers Volume 10. I love the idea just of that. I'm just waiting. like train the like cassette tape answering machine. You press play and it's like, <laughs> Yeah. We need Slutty Hitchhikers Volume 17 back, sir. Someone's waiting. Uh, Sorry, I see you have a family account, so your children definitely heard this. If yeah. you are, You're if missing you are, Dumbo and... <laughs> if you are wondering if parents would rent porn with their kids right there as they rented a kid's movie, I don't think I need to tell you the answer is enthusiastically yes. Many times. Did they like all come in together and it was like, okay, I'll take the kids to the kids section. I think it was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like mom and dad are going to get this like, oh, okay. You get eight below and we're going to get babysitter threesomes volume 21. Eight on top. I would have gone with. It's hard not to get. I'm trying not to go too vulgar because this is a family (laughs) show. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Speaking of family shows. Tape 171. I know I, damn it, I wish I had my notes on me, but I know that was 100% a note. 
yeah. it was the standout moment of the episode. Um, what? Oh, I liked that they were like they were figuring out what the uh, the the delivery guy was all about, and he fully made a threat on camera mm-hmm. towards Mister. Bur- I'm like, you know, they're in. Like, I know they're children, but they are investigating arson, and you're like, if he doesn't give me my money. Dude straight up shot a wrestling promo by the end. Like, oh, I don't get paid. Like, get right up in the camera. (laughs) And then rather than being terrified, these kids walked out of there and were like, well, we've solved the crime. Check. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought we just had to ask the guy? Yeah. Also, Bandana Kid maybe should stop hanging around that exact same spot if he doesn't want to keep getting chased. I don't even remember the resolution of Bantana Kid. There wasn't. This is the thing. There were so many loose threads left at the end of this. (laughs) Like I'm realizing in this moment, they chase him again. He gets away. It's not important. (laughs) The firecrackers, none of that. I mean, I get it. You have to have some red herrings. It is a mystery. Right. And in the grand scheme of things, does it matter to know? But I guess not. It's one of those things where the list of suspects is, you know, so small you know it's not going to be bandana kid there's too much to resolve in the fourth episode yeah for it to be someone we've never yeah. met but it is just funny that they like they they planted some seeds and a lot of them they did pay off i'm like did was there another bit but then there were only four in this one so was it like oh this is being released on on a week of a holiday, so you only get four episodes and they had to cut a storyline. Maybe they had a little more content around that. So I went and actually looked into that and apparently the the runs with five episodes were much rarer. It's typically oh. they did four and there's only, I think, two, maybe three stories that did five. So right. that, that, go, that goes against my memory. I thought it was the other way around, but yeah, apparently most were four. All right. What else did I have in my notes? I loved that they that like the cop invited the kids for the big reveal and like to call out Mr. Ringer. I'm like, yeah, that's that's totally what would happen. Just like bring the kids to this discussion. <laughs> I would be too embarrassed if I were him. I know we talked about this before, yeah. but those cops must be embarrassed. Yeah. Like a bunch of what? How, oh, do we discuss how old we think these kids are? Like 10? Nine ten, that seems oh. old. Uh, yeah, maybe they're thinking about Alex. Maybe, yeah. I would say at least like around that age. Like Craig seemed a little older. Like I don't know how much older, but yeah, Craig. Yeah, Craig is either twelve or twenty-eight, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a part of the Ghostwriter team now. I mean, yes. Yeah, that's how we know his name is Craig and not Greg. I was happy to see that he he'd more than earned it by that point. So as they ate the world's shittiest looking celebration cake and cut the world's tiniest pieces off of it. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to send my, my notes on that moment to you in the chat as they were happening in real time. And I'll read them out for the audience. It was don't let Greg in. Boo. Ha ha ha. ha. It's Craig. OMG. (laughs) Oh man. I don't remember. Craig being on the show much so mm. I, I I went because on YouTube I found the extended opening credits and I was like what does that mean and I watched them and it's just a later season that has more cast members and he ain't one of them so 
I don't know if Craig eventually like it, it's like the Fast and Furious where he goes rogue against the team, like he goes against the family. But I don't think he gets to do much more after this. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, does this one involve electronics? No, sorry, Craig. <laughs> Not this time. Uh, this was his sole appearance, just confirming. Okay. Oh. So yeah, yeah that explains. That's really that. funny. So they brought him in and then never brought him back. Mm-hmm. It's probably because goes- that kid let him on the basketball team. He was too busy. Playing basketball. Yeah, sounds right. Shooting hoops. Ghost Rider, even, even Ghost Rider makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, another does. note I had was that because tomorrow was the date that Jamal was supposed to get get arrested, was September 12th. So I'm like, it's my birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> the context of the show, <laughs> that day was my birthday. Huh. That's like no. all of the notes that I have. Yeah, same. The sweet much. friendship song. That's like everything resolved, and now it's time for the big reveal of the final song. Which might have been left. might have been worse than all of the demo versions. Yeah, <laughs> which were already real bad. <laughs> they gave it their all with those dances, though. <laughs> Sorry, I've fallen a little bit down the uh, the Craig rabbit hole now. Do you know the show Growing Pains? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's in like he's, is he like the main kid? Yeah. yeah, that sounds familiar now. Now right. that you say that, I'm like, yeah, he did look familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of the people on this show did go on to something. I think we were looking at that the last episode. So we watched another episode. So we watched like the very first pilot episode, which I thought was pretty good. And like it start, you know, it starts off really like generic and like introducing you to the, the concept of ghostwriter which was fun to like see jamal's the first one to be contacted by ghostwriter and as he's trying to figure out who this is and what's happening and so that was interesting but it was more about that than it was about whatever problem which makes yeah. sense because it's the first one. So it's like, we got to figure out who Ghost Rider is. We've only watched one. We haven't done the whole set. Um, that one, I think is a five episode or yeah, it might the be. first batch. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like Lenny and Jamal weren't even really friends yet. It was one of those, like, oh, I saw you around school. And um, I just like had to say about it though, is it, it was really representative for its time mm-hmm. so jamal was the main character he's the first one to be contacted the setting like at the time is his sister is about to go off to university and she gave him his her computer so the computers where he starts to see that contact like full nuclear family we see both parents in the beginning Then we see Alex and Gabby at their parents' store and they're speaking in Spanish with no subtitles. I'm like, this is really surprising for 1992. Good for them. That's awesome. Yeah, I was impressed. And we should mention Sam Jackson does come back in this episode, taking Mm -hmm. things pretty well. I think, Sam, you were the one who mentioned before that like the relationship between Jamal and his dad, it was nice to see it like a super healthy, like, yeah, obviously the yeah. lesson is there of you shouldn't have done that, but still everyone's very supportive of one another. Yeah. So, and it was, 
nice to see him return. I don't know how many more times he does that after this. I feel like this is right on the cusp of Sam Jackson mm-hmm. becoming Sam Jackson. So <laughs> probably a couple more episodes where he's like, I don't really need this anymore, guys. <laughs> I'm in Pulp Fiction now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Ghost Rider. Yeah. Final thoughts? Sam? I mean, I just said we, we've already watched another episode. The kids will probably want to watch a few more. I don't know if we'll get through the whole series, but it's it it held up pretty well. It's funny to watch it on YouTube. It's It'd be nice if we had a better copy. It sounds like you have a better copy. DVD um, season one. Yeah. Didn't sell so, well enough for two or three. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably keep watching. I liked that the kids were into it. It, I like we called out a lot of the silly things, but for what it is and for the audience, like my four and six year old like it, they're into it. Positive experience, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought it was better than I was expecting it to be, so that's something. I thought it would be really kind of linear and boring, but no. I enjoyed my time with it. I'll probably never watch another episode, let's be real. Like maybe if I ever end up having a kid, then maybe the kid would watch it. But like there's so much other stuff out there. So and like I put it on my I put the last episode on my TV yesterday and the quality was just so blurry that I was like, no, yeah. nobody's gonna put up with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I feel real weird about the whole thing because obviously this has been in the back pocket since before there was an episode one. Sure. And this whole time it was like, oh man, we're going to dunk so hard on Ghost Rider. And I told someone else I was doing Ghost Rider and they're like, oh, it's going to be way worse than I bet you even think it is. And I, there wasn't that much dunking on Ghost Rider. <laughs> like yeah. It doesn't warrant it. Which is the most surprising outcome of all, I think. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. And, you know, it's like, like Sam, you said, it's like, well, it does a lot of, it does a good job, like with representation. And there are those, those moments of, you can see where kids would learn something, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't do that thing. A lot of early nineties and eighties show did where the cast would come on at the end and go, Hey everyone, we sure had a lot of fun today here on ghost writer, but you know, what's not fun doing hard cocaine drugs. Ghost Riders. What do you think, Ghost Riders? Say no to drugs. That's right, Ghost Rider. The only thing that goes up your nose is I don't know what goes up your nose. Crayons. Crayons. <laughs> COVID next, tests. <laughs> next, ep- <laughs> next episode. Hi kids. We said some stuff about crayons last week. <laughs> so we just want to say here on Ghost Rider that even we make mistakes. <laughs> Crayons go on paper. But you know what else goes on paper? Weed. And so on. So yeah, it it did it in a way that didn't feel forced. And I don't know. Well done. Early 90s PBS show. Mm -hmm. You found a decent balance. You, you know, did a good mystery show without it being too condescending, but in a way that it still, it feels like kids could figure it out, but not in the way I always said it was going to be who stole my chocolate bars. Well, Barry's literally covered in chocolate and holding a chocolate bar with your name on it. Well, we don't want to jump to conclusions just yet. 
So good job, Ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry I didn't believe in you. Before we move on to what we're currently enjoying, I just wanted to note in terms of the video quality on the weekend, we couldn't get Netflix to work at my parents' house. So we pulled out VHS tapes, which was amazing. And like showing them to the kids. And I'm like, oh, we have to rewind this before we can watch it. But then when we put it in, I didn't even think about it. You know how DVDs and Blu-rays will adjust. And so if you have a a full screen, it'll put on the black bars. That's not how VHS works. So VHS just like, it was Tom and Jerry that they ended up watching, but it was just like the title credits come up and it's like, and Jerry. And I'm like, oh, it's cutting off like the top bit and the bottom bit. But the kids, well, they probably like needed some quiet time. It was a rainy, rainy Saturday, but the kids were super into it. We put them in the basement with a VHS and didn't hear from them for 66 minutes. And I'm like, oh, why did they stop making movies so short like that is the right amount of time for children to sit down and watch a movie oh it was the tom and jerry movie yes it was the tom uh, and jerry i didn't like that so much the no. other cartoons i loved yeah i do miss that era the classic disney stuff like you know, the most beloved like little mermaid i think is what 71 minutes probably right because mm-hmm. i remember yeah. they made a big deal when they announced the new one is 130 that they're like it's almost double the length it's like that's why like because it's for the adults who watched it as a kid and not actually for the kids i think that's part of it but i can't imagine taking my kids to a two hour plus like you know you trailers and commercials two and a half hours Mm -hmm. yeah we did mario 92 minutes add another 50 on top of that there's (laughs) no way Where was I? Where was I going with this? Mm-hmm. Did I have another thought? Oh, just I was going to add that I haven't introduced my kids to VHS yet, but I did show them a cassette tape over the weekend. Ooh, very nice. Their little minds. Like, how does it work? It's like, well, I don't actually know that. There's music on the tape bit. How did it get there? Someone put it there. I don't know. That's right. You want to know things now, and I'm not always going to have the answer beyond magic. Uh, things you're currently enjoying, Sam? Um, I was just opening it up and I'm glad I did. So we watched, I think it's on Disney Plus or Netflix. No, it's on Netflix. Unstable with Rob Lowe. Nobody. Oh, it's so good. There's only like eight episodes and it made me literally laugh out loud. And the funny thing is like, so it's Rob Lowe and he's like a crazy smart person but also he's losing his mind because his wife just died and whatever and his son it looks unremarkably like him and as I'm looking it up now because I couldn't remember what it was called it is actually his son so that is why that happened but uh yeah it was it was really good and a quick watch for like a 25 minute like make you laugh consume very quickly like I think we watched it in a few sittings it was uh definitely worthwhile go watch that i think we probably will we haven't had a good short kunk on earth was maybe the last one i can think of like just really quick short season yeah it doesn't have a great rating on imdb but i enjoyed it what do they know 
I learned over the weekend that they gave Triple X the return of Xander Cage an average of 5.2. So IMDb cannot be trusted because I went down a weird. Do people like Vin Diesel's movies? Rabbit hole. <laughs> I can't think of one that I love. There's a chance neither can I, at least not, you know, unironically. Right. Rob, what are you currently enjoying? Um, yeah, it feels like we've had this conversation already, even though we didn't do it when we were recording. But uh, Legend of Zelda, Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. Turns out. Turns out they did a good job with that one. Yeah, they did, as, as predicted. Um, I didn't quite realize how close to the original game it would be, um, having read a little bit. Turns out it was originally supposed to be like extra DLC, like downloadable stuff. And then they were just like, actually, we could make a whole extra game here. So then they did. Isn't that, what, isn't that how Majora's Mask was birthed into existence? Uh, too? Maybe, yeah. Like, not we like have a... this engine. Let's just do another one. I'm not like a, an OG Zelda person. I didn't really play any of the older games. So. Well, I figured that because you just referred to Breath of the Wild as the original. So yeah, uh, it was like yeah. the original. I like can picture. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we had on Game Boy. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I, like, I didn't what mean are you talking it in that about. Sense it's very all. different. Like, okay. I'm very. I'm very aware of all of the other games. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't play any of them. Um. So yeah. I didn't expect it to be quite so closely tied into the game I'd already spent what 150 hours on but i can yeah. see another, another 300 going down down the tube on this one it's yeah it's insane in terms of the sense of scale and the lack of direction if you choose to not follow the instructions if i had to guess and i haven't checked yet minimum we've put in 20 hours let's say probably 20 25 and it feels like we're in the tutorial yeah. phase still like that there's just like, well, like I said off mic just last night, we were like, we should get some armor. How many games are you 25 hours into and go, we should do one of the most basic things you do in any video game. <laughs> Let's look at that. Like mechanics are still being introduced and like, oh, I had no idea you could do that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this like July or August earliest before we see credits roll on this thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm all set for gaming for the rest of the year. Thanks to this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There are people, because the whole thing with the Switch is you can't see how much time you've put into it until for some reason 10 days after you first start it. So this morning was day 11. Mm. So everyone started to post their times online when it was revealed. And there are people who are like, uh-oh, and sharing a screen cap of 130 hours wow. and then saying, you know, I haven't done any of the main quests yet. It's like, oh, no. That's terrifying. <laughs> so, we'll see. In an episode that's actually going to come out after this one, I was on the record as to saying I think I'm having more fun with this one than Breath of the Wild, but keeping in mind, this one my wife and I are playing together. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, having someone else there to, you know, if I'm getting frustrated with a puzzle to go, well, try this. And a lot of the time that works or like that would make me mad. No, it's so helpful. Like there was I don't want to say too much, but there was one where I was like, I got nothing. And I was seconds away from like, I'm just going to look it up. And my wife pitched the most like out of the out of the box. Like, what if you do this? It's like, I do not think that's going to work. And it did. So it was like that moment of, oh, I 100% would have gotten the unsatisfying walkthrough telling me uh, to do that. 
So it just works better with a, in those situations for me to have another human to go, let's not cheat just yet. <laughs> I think we can figure this out. We have officially had to look something up once. Right. And it wasn't a shrine. It was mostly just what is this thing we found? What are we supposed to do with this? Huh. I'm on the verge of Googling something that I was trying to do this morning. It's driving me nuts. Oh. Yeah. And I, I don't feel too bad if after, you know, 15 minutes of just nothing is like, you know what, if we don't make, we, we need to make progress. So mm-hmm. what do we do? Mm-hmm. And then the guide says, you can't do anything. And we go, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Zelda's probably going to be mine for a while. Um, I saw fast 10 or fast X or whatever the official name is. Fast 10. Fast 10, your seatbelts. <laughs> And uh, it was, I mean, it's what I wanted out of a movie, but especially at least one of those movies is real stupid. And Jason Momoa, he under, as I I said online, he understood the assignment. Like you're going to play the villain in a Fast and Furious movie. And the last few have been very like, I'm going to get you Dominic Toretto, da, da, da. Jason Momoa has gone completely the other way with it. Like, I'm just going to play this like, an over-the-top cartoon character right? having the greatest time of his life. <laughs> and it's so refreshing to get a, not like Jason Momoa, not as this, you know, brooding psychopath, but just like, he's like literally dancing around in scenes and just, yeah, no one is having more fun than Jason Momoa is having shooting fast and furious, <laughs> which makes still, it more. I still won't see it. <laughs> I know. It makes it even more jarring because the movie happening around him is not really like that. So, well, actually, that's not true. John Cena is just playing himself, which is interesting. Because that's not, it's just like, he was the, like, I'm going to get you dumb in part nine. So now to see him being, you know, typical goofy John Cena is like, it's like he's just playing a completely different character. But he's so much better at that, Rob. Like I want fun John Cena. I don't I don't want like I'm the I'm gonna take over the world. I don't want that. Didn't we fight the Marine? No. No, we did not. We did not. <laughs> Didn't his his rank last, right? Uh maybe. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, it was pretty bad. John Cena was objectively the worst Marine. <laughs> and you know why, Rob? Because he was playing like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna get this done, I'm gonna save my wife. If he was running around being like doing you can't see me jokes. That movie would have been way better. <laughs> there is a moment in the gag reel for Fast and Furious 9 because I rewatched it before 10 because, you know, got to make sure I remember the story where in someone says to his character, like, I can't see you out there. And John Cena just goes with it for about 50. Like, you don't ever say that shit to me. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. Episode 250. Jesus Christ. I know. Yeah, we have that's to get- crazy. I know we have to continue after this because episode 251 is recorded. So huh. as someone who I need even numbers, that's at least another 49 before, before, you know, I can even consider hanging it up, but don't intend to yet. Still, uh, still fun. I'm, yeah. Still I was going to say, it. I'm still having fun. I yeah. feel like that's what you always said. It has to be fun mm-hmm. and not work. And I, I'm still enjoying being on it and listening to it so excellent because yeah i've said before the show is nothing without the guests and contributors and friends and people who have come on i've I, i've done episodes where it's just me sitting talking into a microphone 
They're not. My so kids. I, I know <laughs> that it, I know that it just, you know, this is what is needed. So, and anytime I'm like, Oh my God, things are not, I'll do, we'll do an episode like this and it'll pick me back up and I'll go, God damn it. That's why I'm doing this. So thank you to Rob and to Sam and to everyone listening. Who's ever been on the show or listened to the show or thought about the show or told someone else to listen to the show. Even if you do or don't, though you still should. Like that's the reason why I continue to, to make time and to, for we all continue to, you know, make time and hang out and watch not always the best stuff. So Thank you all so, so much. And someone here has to take us out with a classic quote from Ghost Rider. He's a ghost and he writes to us. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. So for all those things nostalgic, I also do we sit like this.